Dr. Zachary? Dr. Terry Zachary, you are out of the country, literally. <laughs> literally. I am in a suburb of Vancouver, Canada called Langley. Beautiful up here. Mountains. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been up in that area, but Langley, yes. Uh, I remember the good old days of traveling up north. So thank you for joining me today, and, and thanks for coming on Behind the Story. Uh, so, Dr. Zachary, can you give a little bit of background, the, uh, the behind the story of who you are, how you came about to, to be a doctor, and then we want to know the doctor of what? Well, Chuck, first of all, thanks for having me on your show. I really love what you do. And uh, my backstory behind the story for me is, uh, you know, I grew up, basically I grew up as a sports nut. I, I'm from Canada, as we've talked about, so it's almost by rule. I had to play, I grew up playing hockey, uh, hockey and basketball. I was really interested in, eventually caught on to golf. And golf is really where I think I started getting really technical into the fine nitty gritty of how you know how how you get better at a sport for example and and from there just because just just all the motion of the body and how the mechanics work I became interested in being a sports chiropractor as I got older really wanted to you know spend my time studying how things best work and uh, maybe how I could help other athletes if I wasn't going to pursue athletics myself other athletes I could help them how they could perform better. And that was kind of what my vision was when I got into practice. So yeah, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I'm sports chiropractor. About half my practice was sports, half family. So I saw a little bit of everything. So I'm going to take a, a, a leap of faith and say that in the golf and your grip is very important and it, did that lead into you know your your book um great hands great life uh yeah. because you found yeah. out that the grip is important yep chuck it's exactly where it originally came from so i'd almost have to backpedal a little bit so before i went uh to travel with professional golfers and try to take a run myself at playing professional golf I saw a lot of athletes that had repetitive grip problems. So uh, it was golfers, but it was tennis players. Hockey players were a big, uh, were, were a, I would see a lot of hockey players that had these problems, uh, gymnasts, etc. And in our area of Langley, there's, you know, pretty good hotbed of, of all of those. So I was, was able to recognize quite quickly that when I did my histories, I would ask you know, what types of things they did. I could tell they were repetitive grippers in their sport. And it was mostly sports at that time. I would ask them what they do for training. And most of them would do the traditional, what I grew up with, take something and squeeze it. And throughout my schooling and throughout working with athletes, I soon recognized that that is not the way that we were traditionally taught is really a poor way to go about it. Uh, we've got nine muscles that close the hand that are basically located on the front of the hand, wrist, and forearm, and elbow. They connect throughout that whole upper extremity. But we also have nine muscles that open and spread the hand, and they're vital. Uh, and they're on the back of the fingers, thumb, hand, wrist, carpal tunnel, and elbow. So they are very tricky to study, and it, it seems to me that that's why people stayed away from this area. Uh, but in general, when we educate people, we tell them nine muscles in the front, nine muscles in the back, and we have to keep them balanced. So when I saw those athletes in practice before I was even on the golf on the golf tours, 
Uh, I knew that we showed them probably four or five exercises, Chuck. And yes, we did some stuff with, with closing, but most of what we did was opening and spreading muscles so we could rebalance the whole, all the structures and start to stimulate blood flow and proper lymph drainage. And then the athletes would get better and then they would, we would retrain them on how to train their hands. So that was when I entered with golf, I really had my background of understanding how to train the muscles. But when I got out there, I guess I assumed that most of the players would know, they know their golf equipment inside out, shaft, you know, shaft flexes, torques, weights, kick points, uh, lofts and lies, everything. But they really didn't know much about their bodies and especially about their grip. So eventually people found out that I was, I was traveling the same groups a lot of the tours. So they would find out that I was a sports chiropractor and I got approached with a lot of repetitive grip problems like fingers, thumbs, carpal tunnels and elbows and wrists were the main ones. And it was always the same story. But now I didn't have much time, Chuck. I, when I showed them four or five exercises, it was hard for them to remember. It was hard for them to get all, you know, find the right elastic band, find the right, you know, uh, compression uh, mechanism. And it really got complicated. Um, but I was really, it was really easy for me to see the problem. And it was over and over and over. And I realized, okay, I got to do something about this. And that's when I started working on an exercise product, which is called Handmaster Plus, that eventually led to the book, which is Great Hands, Great Life. The Handmaster Plus, um, early on, you're mentioning, you know, like me too, you you see these commercials way back, the grip, it's just a matter of squeezing, but your Handmaster Pro actually helps with the, the spread as well, right? Grip, spread. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the thing. So what we would do, Chuck, there's really, I mean, if I got into the complications of where the hand muscles originate and where they insert onto, and it gets really, really tricky. That's why they have a whole, you know, a whole profession of hand therapists and hand surgeons specifically, because it does get complicated. But when we dumb the general layout down for people that are just looking to strengthen their hands properly, we basically look at the muscles that close the hands. So the, the flexor muscles, and that's like you're talking about what you and I, and probably most of your of your viewers uh, grew up with is you would take something and squeeze it. Now, I always had a problem as I got into practice where if you've got a coiled unit or a spring loaded unit, those are basically resisting in two dimensions. They're not really putting your hand through its full natural range of motion. It's two dimensions and it's a small range of motion of squeezing. So I never loved that to begin with. But when we developed Handmaster Plus, what we would have to also do, accomplish, is in practice, we would take different resistance bands and we would put them so you could open and spread the fingers for the extensor muscles, which is the main part of the opening. But if you took an elastic band and I put them on those, eventually I couldn't go through a full range of motion or the elastic band would just fall right back. And, and I didn't like that, but it was better than nothing, right? Then to get the squeezing muscles, we would have to change the elastic band to, to get all the muscles of spreading. And those muscles are really important, especially in like carpal tunnel, if we, are, if we talk about that today. The muscles that spread the hand are what opposes all the muscles that, you know, close the hand. So Handmaster Plus, the challenge was, and my challenge was, I needed to figure out something where the golfers wouldn't be confused. Uh they would be able to do something that's really quick and easy to communicate. 
And one particular golfer, Chuck, there was a fellow that I was traveling with. He became a really good friend of mine. And he was, he had a wife and children at home. Uh, at the time when I was traveling, uh, I, I didn't have any children. So it was still a difficult venture because in, on mini tours where I was playing, you have to finish like top three or four even to make any kind of money. And, and you know, it's very competitive. So this fellow was, uh, had risked, basically risked a stable career to come out and play golf. He was traveling with me and, and he had developed a tennis elbow so bad that he couldn't even lift the coffee cup. So he couldn't practice. He couldn't play. He was really stressed out. And that's really the one that got my attention where he, I need to do something for this person and still have time for my own golf. So strangely enough, no sooner did I think of that, it was only a couple of, it seemed like, I don't know if this is completely accurate, but it was only days later where it's that four o'clock in the morning thing. All of a sudden something came like, wait a minute, if I took the compression component, which is usually some type of a ball, if I made it custom for a certain, uh, for closing the hand and then put an elastic band through that and designed it, I could give this to them and they could just close and open and spread. I could get full range of motion. It would be natural. I wouldn't have to worry about this like two-dimensional. It would be three-dimensional. And I remember just waking up four o'clock in the morning and that was it. And I started doing drawings. I started studying it, putting together a really rough prototype. And I got the rough prototype to this fellow, started having him work with it and, and monitor it. And in no time, boom, muscles are rebalanced, blood flows reestablished, lymph drainage is reestablished. And he's doing well. And I know I followed him for many years. He's been doing well since. So that type of a question where I'm looking at it going, we got a problem and I feel like I'm the one to solve it. And next thing you know, it's just like, you know, this little notion just dropped into my head and came through me. And then that's where Handmaster Plus came from. Wow. While you're telling that story and explaining everything, I find myself squeezing my hand and opening my hand to see, you know, how does it feel because of the fact that um, I, I guess I'll say I coined the phrase of carpal fumble because not my carpal tunnel, uh, but because of the fact I was in the habit of texting so much and with the larger phones, you're reaching across at repeat, repeat motion. And I, I felt that same carpal tunnel, but more my thumb and it was hard to grip. So your product sounds like it would, it goes beyond just sports folks it can go for anybody that needs to uh work on their i don't want to say work on the grip but um what do we want to say get better range of motion and feel more comfortable with what they do with their hands uh it's people who text a lot musicians i i can see this would be great for guitar players drummers too you know chuck it's it's what you're talking about is exactly how this how this progressed and it wasn't like when we started out, it had a lot to do with how do I help golfers perform better, train their muscles better. I definitely felt a lot like I wanted to accomplish what I needed to accomplish as far as uh, preventing injuries in these golfers because I just saw them so often. But then I realized that you're right, Chuck, it ends up being not just a... Uh, it's not just an exercise for golfers or tennis players or hockey players, which I realized quickly that, man, this could really help my other athletes. 
But then we started to see the exact same imbalance, like you say, even with people that text, uh, the texter's thumb. Um, mothers that have a new baby, for example, there's a mother's thumb. And it's all from the same imbalance. There's these same imbalances where the muscles that close the hand are shortened, but the muscles that open and spread and actually support the grip have not been paid t attention to at all. Um, and that's what we saw. Musicians is a classic example. If you look at all the musicians, they are still classically, even to this day, and we're starting to make a lot of headwave in this area of understanding these, this, these muscles. But even to this day, there's musicians will take something and, and start squeezing it, even though that's what they're doing really all day in performing. And, and Chuck, what I do is sometimes to make it easier to uh, illustrate what we're talking about is it's very similar to posture. If you came in to somebody and asked them about their posture and they were an expert and they told you, okay, well, we're seeing you, that your, your, uh, your posture is not very good. We want you to slouch more. That's kind of what it's like. It's like we're taking people the wrong way. And um, this is something that needs to be communicated so that we can start to just understand this area. It's a beautifully designed area, but we've always understood it poorly. And if we just look at how it's designed, uh, work with exactly how the hand muscles are laid out and do it properly, it, it's just amazing how much better the performance is, but also uh, injuries almost, it's virtually eliminated the chance of injury. So this may sound like a silly question, but do you feel like you've accomplished what you've set out to do with your with the product? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. Now, <laughs> I, you know, Chuck, it's I, I I absolutely mechanically do, and I think in the last probably four or five years of that, like again, in anything we do, it's like this seems pretty obvious to me, and I think this is a good solution. But as we started studying it, like we do EMG studies on our exercise uh, compared to other exercises, there's also been thermography studies done. And we publish this on our website, like anybody can have a look at it. And we start to see that it is, uh, it's like two to one that uh, the results that we're getting. And so Chuck, the, the, the reason why that's such a good question is I do feel like we've, we've uh, brought this great solution. And the solution is we're getting all 18 muscles of the hand, the nine muscles that close and the nine muscles that open, moving through a full range of motion, natural range of motion, three-dimensionally with resistance. You just can't, there's not much you can do better about that. The challenge we have, Chuck, is to be able to re-educate the public. So the product itself, the exercise itself, um, I'm thrilled with how that has all turned out. Um, again, I, I still think it kind of came through me. I don't really, I don't really think, um, that I just, you know, invented this. It just, it, it came through me and it's a bit of a blessing, but the difficult thing is to, it's a big world out there and make sure people are really understanding it. And, you know, through the last basically decade and a half, we've, uh, I think we've affected a lot of people and changed the way that people are looking at their hands and exercising their hands. I agree with what you're saying as far as having to re-educate the, uh, the public as far as the importance of your hand and the muscles and how it works and probably to really use products such as yours to, to make work. It, it's, it's not a one-time fix. You imagine you have to use it. Um, yeah. But because this is so important and you have your book, 
where can they go to find out more information as far as the book, the product, and about you? Yeah, uh, and uh, for all for any of your viewers, uh, listeners, etc., Chuck, they they don't have to feel you know like they're interrupting me ever. So our website is docsac.com. Um, our my email my email is uh, info at docsac.com. So it's d-o-c-z-a-c.com and info at and they can ask any questions they want. I really enjoy the education side and getting people to understand and and you know there's many different conditions there's different things in the forearm and i you know we can talk to people about how to do that the book is available it's great hands great life uh it's available online just search it you'll find it pretty easily uh, amazon is usually what we recommend to go to and the book itself uh it really lays out all the different areas why the fingers need to be exercised this way why the thumbs why the hands why is the why the wrists carpal tunnel has a whole chapter and then the elbows also have a chapter uh as i uh, spoke to you about the friend that was uh really had the debilitating tennis elbow it was one of the major things that got me into really studying this in detail further than what i had had in practice before so great hands great life they can find that on amazon and it'll by the time they're done reading that they'll literally know more than most uh, therapists and trainers about the hands, because as we visit with therapists and trainers, it it just seems to be this area that people have stayed away from um, in in a really detailed manner. You know, I, I'm going to have to add on the, onto this because if people have not experienced it or if they've experienced it and they don't know what it is. I can say that at times it can be pretty painful with with that I'll call it cramping or the the grip, especially playing guitar. Yep. It it it's not comfortable. It's not fun. So if there's anything that can help me, this sounds like it's definitely something that can. And I I personally should look into doing this because, yeah, I'll say it can be de- debilitating because I'll reach for a glass, like I said. There was a point when it was really bad for me. It was hard to reach and yeah. pick up a 16-ounce uh, bottle of iced tea. Yeah, yes, I mean, exactly. it really it really hurt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chuck, so so you bring that up, and I, I didn't mean to veer away from music because music is an enormous market that is still taking uh, spring-loaded stuff and squeezing it. And, you know, in the short term, a musician might feel that and go like, wow, I am getting stronger. It's like taking a, it's like taking, um, doing chest exercises, but never the back exercises in the short term. Yes, of course you're strengthening muscles. So you're going to feel benefit from them. You're going to feel some strength from it. Um, you're going to progress, but in the long term, you're slowly building imbalance too. So this concept of guitar players, for example, uh, that you brought up, you know, they're playing guitar, they're doing, they're flexing all the time, all the time. Um, we've worked with s- several guitar players. We work with the GHS Strings as one of our brand partners. So they've given us access to like hugely famous musicians. I can't sit there and name drop. Uh, it's just not something we were able to do. But they're Hall of Fame musicians. There's There's one band particularly that I grew up listening to, idolizing, and then you meet them. And I met the lead guitar player who was, you know, I was a huge fan of. 
and I met him casually. That we we came in because they were having some problems with their hands and hands and wrists, most specifically. And uh, this fellow had been a guitar player. Well, it would be probably forty years. And we talked to him for three minutes, and he said, "Do you think this would help my arthritis?" Because they've been doing this um, for like for such a long time, and eventually they're building themselves more and more into that imbalance. And we started working with them and pretty soon, you know, blood flow, lymph drainage, and the, the body's going through its full range of motion, supporting the jo joints properly. And all of a sudden you see performance coming around and these symptoms going away because the symptoms have a cause. Um, and with guitar players, now if they just, you know, the other thing about it, Chuck, really to talk about with, with how we train them now is... We don't have to talk to them for an hour about this. We, when they put the product on, I've got, I've got a product on or a product here if you want to have a look. Yes, yes, please. So I'll put it on. And really simply, I don't have to now explain four or five exercises to anybody. So I put the product on, Handmaster Plus. I close against a ball and I open and spread against a cord. Okay, and I close and I open and spread. If somebody can't remember to close and open and spread, they've got more problems than, you know, <laughs> than just having hand problems. So, but now all joking aside, it's really easy for them. And they continue to go until they feel a comfortable fatigue, which usually takes 30 seconds to a minute to begin with. And then, you know, as you work with it more, your hands get a little stronger. It might be a minute, minute and a half, but they strengthen and balance all those 18 muscles instead of worrying about four or five exercises that are, not convenient. Um, so yeah, for people like a musician, that should be in your guitar bag. You pull it out, you can do it a couple of times a day, maybe warm up and cool down with it. It's, it's super simple now. And the reason I go on about that, Chuck, is that we really, now it's, there's no excuses to not properly train this important area. Um, because, because now it becomes, you know, really super simple. It's literally one or two minutes. It seems like our hands are probably one of the most important things that we have on our bodies because it, it allows us to grip. Well, other animals, if they don't have, yep. you know, digits, fingers, they're not grabbing. They're not working. This can go with construct. I'm thinking this can go with guys with construction who work on jackhammers oh, all day. That vibration is bad. Guys that hammer, that's really bad. Screwdrivers, manual, you're, you're, this is your hands. It's really important. So being able to exercise them properly and understand what you're doing i think it's going to be beneficial for everyone like you said from sports to music to everyday people yeah you know chuck you've just basically uh covered what it's interesting when we talk about handmaster plus specifically we talk about the concept because remember when i got into this as we've talked about i was looking for a solution basically for the golfers and i knew it probably would pour over into the hockey players and tennis players that I've worked with and that, those types of markets. Um, but it didn't take long to realize. You talk about, you know, uh, people that are in the trades, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We, we, uh, dentistry is a huge, they've got huge problems with repetitive grip, especially dental hygienists. Uh, they're now working with smaller tools, palm down, that puts a lot more pressure on the elbows because now we have to hold the wrist up plus do do the work and they, you know, don't get a lot of breaks. Uh, it's a, it's a mechanical vibration that they're carrying. Um, but we get into so many applications now, uh, that, that there is problems with. And 
So that's kind of, somebody might look at our little business and say, well, that's great. You've got all these people, but it's really, really hard to communicate with that many people. And so we generally uh, educate the public to kind of come to their own conclusions about it. And and it's a lot of word of mouth how we get these people in proper, uh, properly trained for whatever, for whatever their pursuit is. Um, but it is all encompassing. The other thing, Chuck, is that so we started out just looking at mechanics. Hey, I want to balance the muscles. I want to get things better. Uh, I want to make sure that all these structures like the fingers and the thumb and the hand and the wrist and the carpal tunnel and the elbow become in balance. And for probably the first six or seven years, we saw that that was really doing well. But the other thing you talk about is, and I don't think I really knew this till we were probably 10 years in. We had always had stories about somebody saying, you know, I worked with this, my elbow's feeling good or my carpal tunnel or finger or wrist or whatever, but I'm actually feeling better. I'm sleeping better. And I know that this might sound like a stretch to listeners. I don't blame them because it, it sounded like a stretch to me to begin with. And I just thought, okay, well, we've taken a bit of a headache away from them. You know, they're not, their thumb isn't bothering them or their carpal tunnel isn't bothering them or their elbow isn't bothering them. So they probably are just less stressed. But there's, but then we started to get studies sent to me. Uh, there's, and I, there's probably five or six really large, really famous studies about um, where they correlate grip strength directly with life longevity. And and again, that might sound like a stretch to somebody, but when you say how important the hands are, I think this area has been overlooked to a fault because. When we started looking at this, and then I started really looking closer, when we get blood flow and lymph drainage out to our periphery, like out to our hands, we really stimulate, uh, because our lymph ducts, if you can see this okay, our lymph ducts are kind of on our, up on our shoulders, just away from the upper extremities. And as we increase lymph flow, we're going to increase the efficiencies of these lymph ducts, which basically are draining like, you know, toxins and byproducts out of our body. They're kind of like a garbage system. So we feel like just by strengthening the upper extremity and getting better blood flow to the to uh, the fingers and thumb and, and all the way out there, that we are for sure helping circulation and possibly uh, improving the function of the lymph ducts, which is now you're getting into a whole systemic, um, a whole systemic benefit because those lymph ducts are draining the entire lymph system of the body, head and neck and arms and legs and everything. So I, I didn't mean to go on on that, Chuck, but when you talk about how important the hands are, I would have said they're important because they connect you to everything you do in your life. But they're also really important because if we can get blood flow and lymph drainage improved right to the periphery, we feel we're actually improving the circulation of your whole, of your whole body. Well, with you saying that, I mean, I, I, this might be a stretch, so I'll put it into my mouth and re say it is with diabetes, you have um, issues with blood flow, flow to your extremities and your hands tend to get cold because you don't get blood flow. If this helps with that, again, it's not just sports, it's not, not just trade, it's not musicians, it's everybody. And for diabetics, Maybe it might help with that blood flow to the hands and increase that blood circulation. So it might, may make it more comfortable or better. 
I, I actually think again, and we're we're talking about, and it's 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 nothing I expected you and I to talk about. It it sometimes goes here, Chuck, when we talk about this area, but you are exactly right. So diabetics uh, will have the problem of peripheral blood flow always. It's I mean it that's that's a pretty commonly known thing. It's a well known problem of diabetics, and so you need to stimulate. But when your body, so my body has so many functions to do every second every moment of every day so chuck if you're if you're never exercising your hands or you're taking them through some small range of motion like we used to your body's basically saying ah, chuck's not really using all the you know all the muscles and there's you know they're not using the forearms to the extent he should be or um well your body's got other things to do it's digesting food it's you know balancing hormones it's trying to keep you balanced with your environment so it doesn't say that's a part of your regular environment. I'm not going to worry about it. But once you start using those hands, and again, we take the hands through completely full natural three-dimensional range of motion with resistance, with proper resistance. Now my body is getting challenged. And my, you know, my internal brain has got to be saying, hmm, Chuck is taking his hands, wrists, forearms through their full range of motion now. This is a whole different environment. I got to open up a little more blood flow, maybe make the, the drainage system a little bit better. And that's the adjustment your body makes, right? Because you've yeah. brought that environment to it daily. So by all means, uh, anybody with any kind of peripheral blood flow uh, issues, there's no reason why they should not be uh, exercising these hands through their full range of motion on a regular, regular basis. And I would even say, Again, if you look at studies about grip strength and longevity, I would say there's no reason for everybody to be taking their hands through a full natural range of motion and stimulating as much blood flow and lymph drainage as well as the muscle balance and, and you know strength and performance and balance that we've been talking about through this whole session. But circulation to me has turned into one of the more you know important things that I would use this for is is general wellness and especially in diabetic situations or even arthritic situations um you know that we've also there's a soft one by the way so oh. if somebody's in an arthritic situation they would look at the soft one but even viewers at home your audience chuck they can even just take in your hand without a hand master on it take your hand put it through its full natural range of motion in the meantime um, you'll get some resistance just by doing that and you'll stimulate some blood flow and some lymph drainage and that'll improve. Uh, and then after time, you can certainly put some resistance on that with Handmaster, but you can do it at home starting right now and you'll get a feel for it after a minute. You'll go, wow, I'm starting to feel that. Wow. So we've been talking a lot about the Handmaster and then you, you do have that book, Great Hands, Great Life. Uh, yes. Can you talk a little bit about the book, what the book is what it entails what it uh, will benefit for the readers and things yes yeah so the book chuck is again it'll go through a little bit of my backstory just so the the uh I, I like the concept that the readers get to know a little bit about who you are and how you got a passion for your particular uh area that your area that you're focusing on but then it goes really closely so if anybody wants to know um about their about this not so much about the anatomy, but how the how the body functions. Maybe how we've got exercise wrong over the years. There's some time. There's some parts of the book dedicated to that, but the book eventually goes into uh, sports categories. So 
It talks about, and it'll go into the exercises that are available with Handmaster Plus, Chuck. So there's there's three or four really standard exercises. For example, a climber, um, I won't put the ball on and stuff, but a, cl a climber, for example, is going to need uh, really, real uh, stronger flexion distally in their fingers and thumbs. And there's an exercise where they would just put the product on, they would they would just grab the outside and then and then explode the fingers that way. So we're we get a little bit specific for all the sports. We get specific then. There's a chapter on music where you can look up your pursuit and how we we've come to the conclusion of best training that over the years. So it goes uh, it goes through the different areas of your body that it helps. And like I say, fingers, thumbs are covered, uh, the hand, the carpal tunnel, the wrist. And then it gets into forearm and elbow, which is a really important area if anybody's had elbow problems or if you're like in these repetitive grip jobs or sports or music and you want to train properly. Um, so it's all about, the book will tell you all about not just preventing injury, but maximizing your performance. We really talk more about why do you want to wait for an injury? Why don't you keep, why don't you keep these areas thriving? And here's how you train them so that you thrive and your performance is, is uh, maximized. And then the chance of injury is virtually eliminated. But it will go into all the different uh, workplaces. Um, and it'll show a lot of the studies we've done as well. So the, the book really is, by the time you're done it, you're going to know everything that we know we've put on the book. And it's been a, a big recap of this area that has been, I think, ignored, not by purpose, but I think it's just been a confusing area where we, we've thought for many years, hey, we've got things figured out. We take something and squeeze it. And for some reason, that, that is in people's psyche. And it really, uh, that's got to change because it's not the way to train this area. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to add in, you know, don't just think about the large muscle groups and build up the large muscles. Think about the small muscles, too. And, again, yeah. we're going back to your hands are very, very important. And you have small muscles, small bones. So really work on that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Chuck, you, you, you bring another good point. Um, when, when anybody, if anybody goes into the gym, so if there's any fitness buffs out there and you're going into the gym, it's another way that the hands have been kind of ignored in this whole uh in this whole conversation over the years so uh l let's say for example we work with like pitchers we work with pitchers so a pitcher uh we would really want them to be able to exercise their lateral form because they've got a you know their medial form when they go to throw it is under a lot of pressure so that has got to have good blood flow it's got to be healthy tissue it can't be shortened tissue or it'll tear too easily but if I release a ball, now the outside of my elbow is under a lot of stress on the release. So when I throw a ball, it's, it's the medial elbow that's under stress. And when I release a ball, it's the lateral elbow that's under stress. I don't want to complicate things, but that's why these areas have to be in balance so that we're not getting all the injuries that we always are. But what do we do when we're, when we're trying to train that shoulder to be, to be stronger? We're grabbing something and holding it. And there's all we're always holding a resistance. So all the time that I'm doing resistance for my bigger muscle groups, as you're talking about, if I'm doing chest, if I'm doing back, if I'm doing deltoids, okay, I'm always grabbing something and squeezing it. And that's the problem is that over time we shorten those flexor muscles 
and yet the extensor muscles never go through their full range of motion. So we build these imbalances as we build, as we think about the bigger muscles, as you're talking about. So, so that's where I see a lot of problems coming up is a lot of the athletes we've dealt with. Uh, if they're in the gym, they're actually creating repetitive grip injuries as they train these bigger, more noticeable muscles. And even more of the reason to say, hey, you have to offset all that gripping you're doing. As you train those bigger muscles, you have to pay attention um, to the to the upper extremities because they're going to become imbalanced. And if, as we talked about earlier, Chuck, if the if the fingers and thumb and your grip becomes uh, imbalanced, or God forbid, like uh, you have you have a an injury there and it's debilitating, then you can't go train the rest because you you need the hands to hold the resistance or to hold the weight. This conversation is really making me think about a lot of things. And again, this might be a stretch because I am no expert in this. But what you're saying as far as I, I think of it as when we were kids, we were a little bit more flexible. We've done some things and it's easier. The older we've gotten, we've trained our muscles to not use that full range of motion. So if anybody out there is, is I'll say, 30 plus who hasn't thrown a ball in a long time and you go to throw the ball, it hurts like heck. All like I said, right through here, your shoulders, the works, because we haven't been using the full range, the hands and all of that. So this, is it a stretch for me to say, this sounds like it could be no. very helpful for all of that. You know, it's not a stretch at all, Chuck. And, and to add on to that topic that you're talking about, how many times do we say, and I've heard it over and over, and I always, you know, have to be that guy in the conversation that, that gets people thinking this way. But a lot of people, you know, 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus will say, well, it's just the way, it's just the fact is I'm getting old, right? And so I know that that, is, that statement is, is not accurate at all. Now, what happens is we don't understand our body, okay? So I will go in again. We're talking about the hands and this area. So if I'm gripping, let's say I'm that guitar player, okay? If I'm a guitar player and I'm grip, 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 when we're younger, like we, we talk to young bands too. We talk to young musicians. We've, we've, through, our, uh, through our affiliations with GHS and with some of, the, some of the bigger bands, we do get to talk to the younger musicians. And if you talk to them about injury prevention, they're almost not paying it. They're just almost not paying attention because the body is still so pliable and you have to create a major imbalance or a major overuse for some of the young musicians to understand what we're talking about when we speak to younger musicians we usually talk about performance what about your speed what about your stretch uh, what about your stamina your ability to play for longer and you know play quicker and etc etc we talk to them about performance but um, one of the but the thing about it is eventually they're going to get you know the years go by Chuck don't they uh, pretty soon you know they're going to become 30 and they're going to become 40 and if they don't understand the mechanics of this area, let alone it, let alone any area, but this area eventually, as I know, they're becoming imbalanced. I know they're going to have problems. I could explain all the problems that are that they've opened themselves to, but if they've never been exposed to the mechanics of this area, they would just say, "Oh, it just hurts back here. I'm just getting old." And I say this strongly, Chuck, because we get to see those people that are just getting old 
and then we restore the mechanics. We get them actually using, as long as their heart's still beating and they can still get blood flow and they can get nutrients and oxygen to these areas, they can heal. Okay, so as we get them going through these ranges of motion, we have a few different exercises depending on, depending on uh, what problem they're having. But these people that are just getting old, we talk to them, they meet us, and we get them just doing these basic full range of motion exercises with resistance. We reawaken these muscles that haven't had attention for decades. We get blood flow, we get it strong, we get balance back. And the next thing they know, they have full range of motion, even, even on an old injury. So when you say this concept about, um, you know, is it a stretch to go beyond, like somebody throwing a ball, they haven't thrown up, they're 40 years old, they haven't thrown a ball for 15 years and they go to throw it. Well, it's pretty unreasonable for the body to understand, to, to throw it perfectly if you haven't, you know, trained that motion in it and you haven't trained it to do that. But we can keep our bodies going with simple full range of motion exercises. It doesn't even matter the part of your body, but it has to be done regularly. Or like we talked about earlier, that your body's got lots to do with digesting food and growing hair and, uh, you know, balancing hormones and repairing this, repairing that, creating energy. So it's not going to spend time uh, maximizing the efficiency of something that's not part of your environment. And then, yes, you can hurt yourself or feel old if you choose not to do these things, but it's just a matter of reawakening these muscles and reestablishing re blood flow and lymph drainage and proper body mechanics to reawaken these areas. Um, there's a point where you will get old, but I think that's an excuse for not understanding your body and actually not putting in the time to maintain uh, the health of your body. Wow. Um, this has been really enlightening and helpful for me and hopefully for all the viewers and listeners, but it's comforting to know that it's not too late. And it, I, I know you hear that it's never too late. Absolutely. So that is really comforting to know that I can retrain and I can uh, become healthy again and, and, and prevent, this is like preventative medicine. It prevents injury yep. uh, once you start doing this. So, yeah. And, and, is... and but Chuck, one thing I'll point out about that is obviously like in the way that, you know, if somebody is, for our example, for like if they're feeling older, their hands or they have elbow problems or something like that, you know, you start slow, obviously, but you, you slowly reestablish and it can be done. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, again, this has been really, really enlightening. So um, I, I, I definitely need to go to your website. What was that website again that uh, we wanted so, to folks to? Yeah. So Chuck, our two websites, doczac.com is D-O-C-Z-A-C.com. Or we also have the website Handmaster Plus uh, that they can go directly to. Doczac.com will lead them to Handmaster Plus. Uh, but for people that are looking specifically for Handmaster Plus, you can just go to handmasterplus.com. It'll show the people that carry them. Uh, it's sold online as well, but uh, it's it's very affordable and it's it's very complete. And anybody that depends on their hands or has had a history of any problems in this area, I I can't rent. Obviously, it's my product, but I also I see that if we if you if you look at traditional ways and you grab something and squeeze it, that's not going to solve an imbalance and it's not going to get you to your best balance. 
so we do you know we do really recommend our product it's full range of motion and i, I think you'll it's easy to use i think people will really enjoy it and uh, they'll get a lot of value out of it fantastic well dr zachary thank you very much for your time and like i said it was very very informative so i really appreciate that well chuck hey thanks for having me i was looking really forward to speaking on your on uh, on this podcast i really like what you do so thanks for having me appreciate it you're welcome